good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Welcome back, ladies and germs. Hey, um, sorry we've been gone so long. Been busy, busy, busy. Uh, not really, just sick. Bunch of really weird health problems this year and uh, or last year. It kind of rolled into this one, but uh, we're doing good now. It's G Money from G Money and uh, Wu Stein. Stein. Uh, paralegal Jeff. Boom, boom, boo doo doo. Boom, 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 boo doo doo. Yeah, I was thinking about testing out a different um, lead in song for this year, maybe. Uh, but I'll play that a little later. Um, Right now, I'm going to run down the news. I think Wustein's on assignment right now, but uh, we will take a look. He's, I think he's on the wine beat right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I've been doing pretty cool, man. Uh, my old thing is right now, I've been doing this, um, listening to, uh, you know, I've always listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff, and one thing I've noticed, I really that bugs me that I'm not going to do anymore. I think I used to do it once in a while because I thought it was funny. It's not funny. It's just annoying. Like when you pop your peas, like I'm going to do it once and that's going to be it for the show. I promise. But like when they, people go like, oh, there's something about that. Just over the fucking air. It drives me up and down the wall. <laughs> it's really, really annoying. But what are you going to do? <clears throat> All right, folks. This is from my favorite web news site, uh, Naked Capitalism. Uh, do do uh, Yves Smith and... Uh, uh, oh, God. I can't remember his name right now. That's a shame. No. Wait. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Lambert Strather of uh, Cornet. That's it. All right. Anyway, it's funny. I was looking at this uh, when I looked it up uh, just on Google or not Google, I guess, because this is uh, well, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't fuss with Apple. I've never fussed with Apple, even in the 80s. My friend, like, one of the first people I knew who ever had a computer, one Mr. Uh, Lewinsky, <clears throat> Matt Lewinsky. He had a, like an Apple II back in the day. Like I, everything was like two back then. Like I, I used to have an Odyssey two. That was my first video game system, right? I think my fr other friend had like Activision, but I, I had the Odyssey two. <laughs> you talk about some old fashioned games, but they were new when I was having it. And then uh, what? Well, fairly new, I guess. And then uh, Atari got the Atari, probably two, <laughs> and uh, whatever. But um. Oh man, it's so cool. Like, I've been like on a kick lately of uh, trying to spend my time a little wiser, like um, slowing down on the old. Well, shit, I haven't had a drink in a while, but um, uh, I didn't even smoke a pot that much. Just like when I get like bored, not even, I never get bored, but. Because the world isn't boring, and there's always something to do in the world, so there's no reason for anybody really to be bored. Let's just like get input, and even if you're in jail, there's always something to do, right? And they say that like, uh, what's that place where that fucking weirdo died? 
uh, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, that jail that he was in, I think it's like M- MDD or something like that. Anyway, or MCD or MSD or some shit. Sounds like a gang. But either way, um, they say that place is like really gross. It's like, well, shit, man. <laughs> You know, you know, you're in there. <laughs> if if nothing else, there's bugs to kill. There's fucking, you know, like things to scoot away. There's something to do. <laughs> there's always something. There's no reason for you to be bored, really. You know, ever. <laughs> you just sit there and yell. You know, there's always something. Make up a song. Something. <laughs> there's anything. You know, fuck. Just sleep if you can. You know, just lay down there and just close your eyes. So I like to do some really cool uh, pictures of motorcycles. I remember when they first started putting these up, there was like two or three on the wall. Whole darn place is filled with them. And they're really cool looking. Like uh, the artist is really nice. Like they, they look like photographs almost. Like a 1915 Harley Davidson J11. That thing looks fucking rad. The 1912, uh, the silent gray fellow. Looks really cool, too. Man, I don't know how long it takes this person to draw these things, but they could be a really... I'd like to see them do some sort of, uh, like, comic art type stuff. Like, there's definitely got to be fucking motorcycle chases. That would be the shit. But, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. And, uh, you know, there's, like, a Dugatti or Bugatti, I think, or whatever, and Ariel and BMW. And, like, they're, like... They seem, well, yeah, as far as I can tell, they look like they're basically from, let's say, let's go with the 1912 one, since that's the one I can see from here. It's about like 1964. There might be like a 70s one. No, there's like a brand. That's why I'd say like that Ducati thing or Bugatti or whatever that is. That's like a newish, pretty damn new looking uh, model racer. But generally, it looks like they stick like to... uh, Cause like even that I think is like in the nineties. Man, eh, whatever. I know shit about cars and motorcycles, <laughs> which is funny. Cause uh, when I was a kid, my brother used to drive me to uh, school uh, when he was in town, or when he was staying with us, or when he was with his mom, or whatever the fuck. He would, uh, my brother Mike would uh, drive me down to school on the back of his fucking motorcycle. He used to have this like bright yellow helmet. And it's still, to me, one of the scariest fucking things ever. I Like, there was this big-ass hills and stuff. Oh, sucks. Because when you're riding on the back of a motorcycle, which I, I don't know if everybody thinks about it. Maybe I'm just dumb and just, like, you know, didn't think about it. But I, I'm holding on. He's like, just hold on to my shirt. I was like, okay. And so we're going, like, I don't know, 30, 40 miles an hour or whatever. And I'm just, these little kid fingers, I'm, I'm talking, like, grade school. I'm holding onto the back, like, legs squeezed to the fucking edges of the seat. And my little fucking two, three fingers are, like, whatever, just gripping for pure life on the back of his, uh, you know, on the sides of his <laughs> sides of his uh, shirt. And I'd remember once in a while, he'd be like, hey, man, stop holding on so hard. You're fucking pinching me <laughs> you're pinching me stop (laughs) i guess i'd grab so hard i just grab him in the sides and uh yeah man oh dude rides to school when i was a little kid man i was so dumb like uh one time my yeah my aunt was uh drove me (laughs) so funny sometimes i switch from aunt to aunt 
that makes no difference. I don't, I don't know. It's just dumb. But, um, <laughs> I would hold on to, uh, she, uh, she drove me to school one day, little, this little tiny, like, looks like a, it almost looks like a little church or a schoolhouse or something. It was neat. Anyway, um, I used to do this thing where, uh, I don't know why, I think I thought it looked cool or something and shit when I was a kid, but I would grab the inside of, like, okay, like, picture a car door. All right, so I'd grab the inside of the the inside of the door and whip it back and pull my hand out before it closed. Obviously, because my hand was inside the car when I started closing it. Well, one day, <laughs> oh my god, she drove me down there and uh, I did the thing, and it was just the way I closed doors everywhere I went. Like, didn't matter. Go to the movies, close the door like that. But then close the door like that, and since it's never been a problem, nobody ever brought it up. Well. Luckily, I have really bendy, <clears throat> bendy, bendy fingers still, and uh, and wrists and everything else. And I remember I had my left hand in the door. I pulled it out, and well, I didn't, cause the fucking door went boom, click. <laughs> and I remember knocking on the window, and I didn't freak out. I just was like. Uh, Aunt Juan, Aunt Juan, can you open the door? I think my hand's stuck in the door. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, and I, you know what? I've never fucking closed the door like that again. <laughs> I think we went to the hospital and all that stuff. And, you know, they looked at it and like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's going to be bruised and stuff for a while, but it'll, it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. My little, uh, my hand got fucking smashed into that thing. It was so funny. Well, it was fun. Well, it was kind of funny then because it's like, first, it, like, it must have hurt, but my adrenaline must have just went zoink. <laughs> Do not let go of this fucking, you know, like, don't freak out, you know, because at that point, because I, I don't know, I don't know if the door was locked. I don't know what the deal was, but all I knew was she's in that car. She could push on the door and get my ass out of there. So, whatever. Thank you, Aunt Juan. She didn't really freak out that much either. She was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. What's another weird? Oh, uh, anyway. Let's get to the news. That's all bullshit about <laughs> stupid hand in the door. But yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I was like, I have so many different things I want to talk about. It's so hard to, like, kind of organize my thoughts right now. All right. Uh, links. 126-2020. Once again, it's naked capitalism. Oh, by the way, uh, before I get started on this, just while I'm thinking about it, um, I believe it's the fifth anniversary. Yeah. Muni Radio uh, Comedy Festival 2020. 2020. Uh, coming up March 1st through the 7th this year. Uh, usually March 1st. It's always the first week of March. First day of March, usually. And um, it's always super fun. Uh, in fact, that's kind of how I got started messing with this joint. Was uh, I was doing, like, I started doing, well, I met Pam when she was doing poetry outside on one of those uh, Sunday streets. 
uh, quote, I guess, I guess you could call it like a, like a market kind of, you know, kind of like, um, like a farmer's market for artists type shit, you know, and whatever, any kind of art. And she was sitting down there just sort of on the pavement with a, like a green typewriter and clacking away. And I got a poem for my mother because it was around May. It was like end of April, beginning of May or something. So I wanted to get her um, a poem that I thought she'd like. And I had been drinking it a little bit. <laughs> so Pam wrote like a Cinco de Chilo or like, you know, and like <laughs> I bought a couple of, I, well, I bought a book for sure. Yeah, I bought her first book, which uh, I don't know if she has anymore unless somebody gave her one. But uh uh, that's how I first, I met her like a year before I ever came down here or something like that. And, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, but it ended up being that that year was like the first year of, um, mutiny, uh, radios comedy festival. And so like, this will be the first year I don't have a poster unless, um, she gives me one or something, which, you know, I'll ask her like, you know, like next week, I think. Yeah, I guess it'll be next week because um, that's when we have our uh, meeting Sunday uh, at noon. And I'm here from 10 to noon, so I'm always here for the meeting. Unless I haven't been for like the last two months. Eesh. But anyway, uh, so that's all cool. But um, what about Jesus, George, you're just all over the place. Um... Yeah, so, uh, but this is the fifth anniversary, and uh, they're doing a bunch of stuff this year. It looks really cool. Um, you know, they always have uh, national comedians come together. There's 66 live comedy shows, streaming on the radios, podcasts. Um, it's 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Sunday and Saturday. Uh, through blah, 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 10 a.m. through 10 p.m. on on Sunday and Saturday. Mutinyradio.com FM or radio okay mutinyradio.fm and there's a special uh, live comedy show at the El Rio on uh, the fourth Wednesday and uh, boy there's a bunch of people David Stolowitz man I love it hey look at that and on the back of the uh, the podcast thing, uh, G Money and Wustein, we got top billing, baby. I don't know why that happened, but uh, Edge of Insanity. Uh, let's watch a uh, 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 let's watch a free movie on uh, YouTube uh, with my man uh, Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman. He's the dude. Um, a bunch of cool stuff, man. Look at that. I think some of the people. Uh, when I first started coming up, uh, they might be a little too uh, woo to even be on the show, looks like, this year. But, um, yeah, look at that. Muni Radio Podcast host, Pam Benjamin, George D. Smith. Hey, baby, look at that. Paul Brumbaugh, he comes on after us. He's, he's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be the coolest. They got visiting podcasts. They got meeting, meeting the parents, uh, the rabbit hole, glazed and confused, anti-social discourse, laugh at yourself with Artie uh, Van, uh, Van Valenzuela. This is your laugh. Uh, talking too quickly. Script spec. Occult abulete. 
What the fuck are you thinking? And like an adult, bunch of comedy shows. I got a El Rio showcase, cage match. I remember that. But um, it's so funny. Uh, like when I first did it, I ran. I sort of ran the door and um, sort of smoked cigarettes and just, you know, had like a little half pint or whatever and just sort of bullshitted and enjoyed the shit out of myself. It was probably like one of the first times, and I had been here maybe, maybe three, three, four years at that point, maybe. Yeah, maybe something like that, maybe longer that uh, I had finally ran into some people like uh, like contemporary people that were doing a thing that I really enjoyed. And just I, I when every time I came down here or come down here still, it's nothing but really pure pleasure. So it's just sort of exciting to me to uh especially like today just coming back maybe that's it maybe that's why i'm just sort of flighty because it's been a while but um it just feels really good like i like the vibe of this place i like the feeling i like i like <laughs> what is that cotton <laughs> the feeling the the taste or whatever the taste i don't think that's it george anyway um they got a new chair here i'm not even sitting in i'm sitting in the old school fucking uh chair here which i love with the little creak and squeak and uh it's awesome uh man um so anyway mini radio mini radio comedy festival 2020 uh like i said it's 10 to 10 on uh the weekend looks like they got everything all uh uh done with the city and shit this time this year <laughs> and uh that's gonna be cool it's really funny uh the first i remember like the first fucking year i don't think they had like the permits and shit and we had like a big ass tent outside like on the side of the building and they had nothing but like joints and fucking beers and booze and we we're sitting around the side of the building and just bullshitting oh so cool it was all tented in and shit because for some reason i don't know what it is but there's always one of those days in March, which is like, I guess, but uh, it always seems to rain a day. So, like, I just remember sitting, like, having to bring the table, like, on the inside and all this stuff. And it's really cool. I don't know. Like, uh, nothing but just happy memories about that stuff, man. Like, uh, like everybody, it was, it just felt so, like, uh, I don't know. Just growing up as a black kid in uh, uh, Michigan, you know, it's a college town, so it wasn't that bad, at least in my opinion. But um, obviously, who else fucking opinion, George? But um, uh, I don't know. It, I, like going to like a like a smaller type of school, and like being one of like i don't know i honestly if there were 10 i I think i'm over exaggerating men or women or men and women combined and um so it's always just feeling like the you know the odd man out my first job was at a fucking metal store like a record store you know slash (laughs) uh uh, craft beer brew uh, um, supply store. There you go, like a beer supply store. And this is back in like the 
solidly in the middle of the 90s. <laughs> and um, nobody was really brewing beer back then. But I'd learned all about how to brew beer. Like every, like, I think it was basically every Friday in like, uh, uh, usually whenever like we work together or whatever we go down to like Anx's house and play GoldenEye and he'd have, they'd always have their own beers brewed because they made their own shit so like I learned how to make beer I learned how to brew beer and like uh, hops and all that type of stuff like way 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 back in the day like I said I was 15 I don't even like beer that much but like once in a while they would make like uh ciders and shit so like i drink the ciders i drink the beers they're fine but um it was really interesting once that uh whole brew pub thing started popping off as it were and uh that i don't know probably damn near 20 years ago now and uh just being on the being in on that like early was just sort of neat you know because I used to go in there all the... The whole reason I got the fucking job was because of my high school, actually. And um, it was like they had this thing where you could, like... It's not like interning, but it was like you get, you, you'd you go to a job and they would, like, pay you to be there. And, like, like job training, I guess, what they'd call it today. And, um, you know, like, paid job training. And it turned into like a full-time gig and uh i've met some of my oldest friends there like becky cooper and like geez just all those people head and dano and sean and oh man brennan mcfaloney that's where i got overexposed to led zeppelin but uh <laughs> 25 25 I was in a day. Do, 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 do. I, I have I don't think I've listened to them like seriously since then. <laughs> that was like nineteen ninety-eight or some shit or two, you know. So but like I ended up working there for like damn near two and a half, three years or something like that. And um the whole reason I wanted to work there was one, I loved music and like stuff like that and I'd just been a sort of a media nut my whole life like movies and all kinds of stuff and me and my mother used to go to movies all the time take hooky days and just go fucking to the movies which was awesome saw the terminator in a the theater saw like just all kinds of stuff house party just, just all kinds of cool shit but um i saw the predator in the theater i think i saw aliens in the theater just a bunch of shit. That's so how old I am. But I was a kid when I saw all that stuff. Nightmare on Elm Street. I remember seeing that in the theater. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, we, uh, but, but I was like, when I was like, I don't know, 11, 12. No, not maybe like, yeah, like 11 through like maybe 15, 16, right? Right before I started driving, I guess, really. Maybe, like, a little later even. Just still sort of just was into it. Um, I had, uh, I was big into comic books. So, like, I read all that, like, early 90s, late 80s, you know. Uh, yeah, early 90s stuff. And, you know, and then older things that I just really enjoyed, you know. But still, I still love Neil Adams, like, Batman. Like, I grew up on the Super Friends and shit. You know, like, it just had a certain dynamic to it that was just interesting. 
has awful fucking like thundercat. <laughs> like I, I like those like the the guy and the girl twins and shit like the, the super twins, the power twins, some shit like that. But they do this thing and like Aquaman and shit. <laughs> I liked all that stuff, man. Wonder Woman was the shit, you know. Like when I was a kid, they were still playing the invisible the, the Invisible Hulk. Let's try that again. The Incredible Hulk, and I used to love watching uh, uh, Bruce Banner and or David Banner, <laughs> and all that stuff. Knight Rider was huge. Fucking GI Joes. Me and my buddy David Augusta would sit there and fuck with the uh, with the GI Joes and stuff. He's the only person I ever uh, broke up a friendship with, like on purpose. And like, that's just like like. Like where I had a just a confrontation with him, cause he was sort of a bully, man. Like it's weird, but his mother was so sweet. His father, well, you know, his dad died when he was pretty fucking young. Um, dad used to chew tobacco. I always thought that was interesting. In fact, when I was in the hospital, like all those fucking days, I was like, man, if you like chew tobacco, you'd be all right in this motherfucker. You know, like, if you didn't smoke, if smoking wasn't your thing, and you just, like, you just wanted the nicotine and just wanted to just, you know, put the thing in the corner of your mouth and just sort of bat your thing, you'd be all right. Just give me give me that piss uh, container and just spit into that motherfucking thing. That's my spittoon. Bing! Yeah. I tried that shit once. That shit was too tough. But, uh, yeah, he used to have, like, skull and shit on the counter. Because, like, uh... Speaking of going to school, when I was a kid, we grew up in a trailer house, trailer park, and uh, he lived like down the way, and uh, his mother used to babysit me, and so we became friends. Like, like you know, we played G.I. Joe's and Star Wars, we used to have the fucking ones where the sword like hid in the, uh, in the wrist, well, it, when it was extended, it had like a little tab that you could hold on to, and you'd pull it from like... Let's just say it's it's not that high up. It was like middle of the arm. I'll just say the elbow, like midway between the elbow and the wrist. And there's a lightsaber. You'd pull out, joing, and like you know, he had fucking, uh, you know, like Darth Vader and Han Solo and Princess Leia and uh, Luke, of course. Like two couple versions of Luke. They had like the Luke. Uh, uh, I think is it. No, Endor's like the, the third one. Saw that in the theater. Oh, man. My favorite movie theater, the dollar movie theater, used to have that fucking poster, Revenge of the Jedi, sitting at the end of the hall when you like where you T-bone to go left or right uh, to your theater. Right there. Boom. Revenge of the Jedi. And it's such a beautiful poster. Anyway, so um, that dude... Uh, his sister was nice too, even even though he she he thought she was crazy. I kind of think David's a little racist, but doesn't matter. Like he's he, nonetheless, he was always sort of a bully, and he would bully like our friend Mark, who died when he was like fifteen of like diabetes or some shit. It was fucked up. The skinniest kid I knew went down like a fucking rocket ship. It was the weirdest thing. And oh, Mark was so damn nice. Anyway, so you know what, and I think uh, David was a little jealous of just his just natural proclivity of being nice and just you know just sort of let you roll off his back. 
and like he was like kind of pushing Mark and stuff, and and I was like, man, this is bullshit. Like, and like one day we were playing like basketball and shit, and like he like checked my ass like real, real hard. I'm like, hey man, like I'm sick of you fucking being a an asshole basically you need to quit this shit and he's like man fuck you basically and i'm like all right man i'm gonna ask you right now right we've been friends for he literally knew me when i was an infant it's like we've known each other uh my whole life so what is that like 15 years and he's like yeah i'm like man like if you don't stop this shit i, I will walk my bitch ass home okay Right? Because I got dropped off there. Because I think I wasn't old enough to drive at that point. And he lived far, B. Like, he was not close at that time. Like, we had moved to, like, Comstock. And he was living in, like, Portage. Which, just so it, it doesn't mean anything to anybody unless you explain. I don't know, like, 10 miles? Something like that? I was like, I don't give a fuck. I will, gra- I will grab my shit and walk the fuck home and just never see you again. And I haven't. And I didn't walk home. I I like got a ride home somehow. I think Mark's mother or something. I don't I don't even remember. I got home. I was so livid. But um, yeah. Dave Augusta, odd man out. I don't know what he's doing nowadays. Mrs. Mom though, Barbara's really nice. Knew a couple Barb's when I was a kid. That's so weird. I was out of good luck with Pam's too, man. Pam Boudreaux. My, uh, the principal from my uh, school when I was a youngin. Same place where I cut my hand in that door. We had a snake in there. Ugh. God, I still can't stand snakes. And not in that, like, Indiana Jones way, like, cobras and shit. Just, like, watching that motherfucker, like, chase down that mouse and, like, eat that thing. And the way that they eat him and that extended jaw and, like, the way he would just sort of swallow it like like the muscles must just be sort of pulling it in ugh, ugh. and it's just thinking about it just sort of dissolving in its stomach and then that little the little fucking that would come out when it was all done like man i don't know man that was the 80s bro that's just how they taught you out of like hey this little pet snake like uh guinea pigs and so i don't mind the guinea pigs like i would thought they'd bite me for some reason but they never did like uh like fish and stuff like Ross Tom I mean Dowd had a fucking his dad had like the, the, one of the coolest fucking fish tanks like back in the day this motherfucker had m- m- money or some shit cause like my man had like the hot tub upstairs but man had like the, the fish tank like in the wall like the salt fish bruh like back in like 85 or whatever like god damn like this thing was hyped like these big tropical type fish and like i said anyway those are cool people cool times good days mini radio comedy festival 2020 mini radio.fm okay now that's a half hour unspent (laughs) all right um yeah i think i was a no, I didn't want to talk about any of that shit. I just talk with the old brain. All right. Um, naked Capitalism. Links. one twenty six twenty twenty. 2020 Sunday. It rained last night. Like a little bit. I could hear it. Man, my sleep schedule's all fucking weird right now. 
been weird for like the last few months. Like I'm pretty sure I well, no, you got you gotta find it, but like pretty sure I talked about how I've been having seizures or how I was having seizures. I haven't had them had one in a while now, and I'm knock on wood. But um, yeah, my tooth is all fucked up and uh, like like I fucked up my knee and my back and like all kinds of shit. And uh, in fact, it started around this time last year. So luckily, or earlier in the year last year. So nothing now. But like, I'd end up being in the hospital for like five fucking days, like in the ICU. Like it was crazy. Like, uh, yeah, I already talked about this because I remember I already said when I went in for like the first time, like to meet my primary caregiver, who was awesome. I, uh, <laughs> they just put the cover on my arm and was like, okay, send him to the ER. I don't even think I met the doctor. <laughs> they just was like emergency stat because like I couldn't breathe and like, um, I had like a bowel infection, a stomach infection, a lung infection, just bacteria everywhere and pneumonia and something else. I can't even remember anymore, but, uh, woke up with like a fucking like needle in my neck was that is that the one i had yeah because that's when i had the catheter stitched into my dick which was weird uh that was the weirdest man i've never peed weirder in my life like you could i couldn't even tell i was like i just felt like i was like the only way i can describe it is like if you put your dick right against a wall like a brick wall and you were like pissing but you couldn't really tell, like, am I really pissed? Like, because none of the piss is, like, like running to the ground. It's just, like, sort of floating out there. So, anyway, so weird catheters. If I, I think my father had one when he was sick once. Yeesh. Fuck all that. Man, anyway. So nothing like that this year, which is cool. <laughs> In the meantime, but Australia was on fire. <laughs> like the size of Switzerland or some shit. Like the size of a country was just all fire. Holy shit. Man, there were some wild pictures of that stuff. And that like tall volcano was exploding and all kinds of stuff, man. <sighs> you know what would be cool? I, I thought like as a ticket for this year's... um presidential election would be Sanders Acosta Cortez AOC as they've been calling her like Sanders president AOC vice president that nobody can ever say well that motherfucker too old well if he dies the VP ain't but like 30 so we'll be cool bruh I don't even know if she's that old but like anyway yeah but uh if you've been listening to the show you know that we've been talking about AOC for a long time before everybody jumped on the band waggo man waggo band waggo ba 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 boom ba ba boom all right links 126 2020 <laughs> <clears throat> today is the 70th anniversary of the indian republic happy republic day can you believe that 70 years that's it <laughs> damn my mother's older than India. 
Yeah. Cause that's like 1950. My mother was like eight when India became its own shit. Damn, man. I'm a little, that's crazy. Anyway. Well, I guess she wasn't eight. She'd be seven because she had turned eight in May. All right. Anyway. Technicalities. You know, no need to lie. Uh... It's a bird. It's a plane. The midair collisions menacing air travel. Yeesh. That's uh, on Wired magazine, Wired.com. Uh, the troubling dec- decline of international law. Craig Murray. <laughs> the troubling decline. The motherfuckers bend down, B. Uh, why America's urban dream. Yeah. Why America's urban dreams went wrong. Um, American conservative. <laughs> You could pretty much sum it up. You could sum it up in one word, but you could you could sum it up like easily in like a half a sentence, probably. Um, you know, you could just say like greed, <laughs> you know, or monopoly. That's you know, that's one word, right? You know, yeah. Oh, speaking of monopoly, um, <laughs> it's sort of weird. I was reading about uh, old board games and shit, which are always interesting. And uh, Milton Bradley, yeah, he was a uh, he was he was like kind of heavy duty, uh, kind of a religious person, and uh, real into uh, you know social responsibility and stuff like that. Look out for your neighbor, like the old fashioned, like <laughs> the uh, the imaginary Christian I have in my mind. You know, it's like the imaginary suburb version. We're like, oh, no, like, no, I've actually met these folks. But, like, you know, they believe in fairness and stuff like that. And uh, he, uh, Milton Bradley, uh, put out the game of life uh, back in the day. And uh, the end, the goal of the game wasn't to, I think, like the new, the regular, the one I grew up on was like, you win a million dollars and, uh, you know, get the fuck off the rest of your life. But um, the one, the original version was like, the goal of the game was to make it to um, a happy old age. Like a, yeah. And... (laughs) And like there was spaces on the uh, the board for like suicide, uh, intemperance, and like all this other really cool stuff. And I would love to track down a not just a copy. Fuck the getting an original, but like uh, a copy of uh, the Game of Life. I just thought about it with Monopoly, and I I'm pretty sure Monopoly was sort of a way different game, sort of than it turned into too. It was like after he died, you know, people were like, "Fuck all this." You know what, what? What? These aren't because oh, yeah, because Milton Bradley was friends with, uh, or at least in correspondence with. You know, I don't know how friendly they. Well, I'm pretty sure they were friendly enough to be in correspondence with each other. But um, the French cat that uh, invented kindergarten and believed that games could teach children just about life and bing, hence the game of life. And <laughs> here's a weird thing too, though. Right, speaking of Monopoly. He had a monopoly at the time of, like, I believe, I'm I'm totally going to get this wrong. It's either Pennsylvania, like, outside of Pittsburgh, or, like, it's either, like, Pittsburgh, like, Boston, or New York. He was, like, outside of the major city, but had, like, the monopoly on the only 
mimeograph machine in like outside of the damn city. So that's how he made his money. Well, just people needing copies and just like all kinds of stuff, you know, anything that needed to be that wanted that somebody wanted to have reproduced like quickly and, and uh, you know, in good fashion, you go to Milton Bradley and, uh, you know, he had the machines to make the board game and shit and boom, bang, boom. You know, people still play the game of life, but it's so different. Well, <laughs> anyway. All right. <clears throat> okay. Um <laughs> Anyway, the uh, Why America's Urban Dreams Went Wrong, that's from the American Conservative, uh, which is amazing. I really like, that's one of the things I really like about this site, is that they're not like dogmatic weirdos, like like the nation and shit. Sometimes you're like, fuck you. Like, we, I know where you're coming from. I get it. I get it. I, I just, I can never cotton on to anything that tough. I don't give a fuck what it is. I'm I'm very good at being able to walk away from shit. And I think part of that was that like David stuff. But like I like that like it's not it's it, they're not doing that like false equivalency shit where well the left side and hey you gotta get the right side. No. They're like they're showing you like either A um, can you believe the goddamn, it, it's so bad American conservative is talking about this shit, you know what I mean, <laughs> right, it's gone that far, and, uh, you know, or it's like showing you like, well, what the fuck, why, why would you say something like this, or this is all horse shit, or here's more bullshit that they say, and, uh, yeah, what's really interesting, I found, I'm, uh, uh, I just, well, I didn't just buy the book. I've had the book for a while, but I just started reading it. It was uh, by Susan Ware called uh, What Went, Why, Why, What Went Wrong. From now I'm reading the goddamn title of the thing. Um, Why They Marched. Like, um, and it's a, uh, like, not an underground history, but like a history of women's suffrage, like, told through stories that of people that, you know, I don't know that they don't really teach in history class or and it goes like in depth of um the people that they do just gives fleshes them out more they feel more like people and um like the sojourner truth uh thing was very interesting uh it's about photography and it's about uh made me think about it was that mimeography was um like these early uh photo plate things that people would have kind of like the size of a business card almost but it would have uh like a photograph on it and it was really funny like they had a really oddball term for it like uh like let's i'll call them type types like you know uh, uh, derigotypes or whatever and um she was really successful at uh getting these out to people and stuff when she would speak about women's issues and she was especially black women's issues at, at that time and uh it's funny just some of the same stupid arguments are it's like it's it's it, it's just like it's it's like all of history it's like just like today only like the technology is different you know but people are people and they act the same damn way like and um it's just it's, it's an interesting book. 
It's very, it's good. It's kind of light and easy to read. But the whole reason I brought it up was reading this is uh, reading the links made me think of uh, there's this newspaper that came out in Utah, I think in 1872, called uh, the Women's uh, Exponent, I believe. Yeah, Women's Exponent. And uh, volume one, uh, issue one, they have the cop, like a, you know, copy of the uh, front page of it. And I went in its really small print, but I just, I read the whole damn thing and it was so funny. It's like, uh, there's this one line, like, it's, I really like the style of how they used to do like old newspapers and shit because space was really an issue of um, making sure you could. <laughs> You could, um, you know, you, you had to fit up literally like what, uh, what the New York Times old saying was like all the news that's fit to print. They fucking pack that page full of information. That thing is so like squeezed together. It's amazing. It's so cool. Um, that was, that was wild, like wild, um, and one of the things I remember seeing was uh, super funny. Uh, Craig is yeah, because this is like when uh, Ulysses S. Grant was on like the Supreme Court and all this shit. And um, one of the things says, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it basically says, uh, well, uh, like, like the country is going through another fucking like. <laughs> It's like another season of like, didn't say batshit crazy, but basically, it, we get it quadrantally around a couple months before the election of the president of the United States. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like America's media's gone completely insane again, and it happens every fucking like it's like America's sickness every four years. It's like people still say the exact same fucking sentence line by line <laughs> today. And this is 1872. And I that which means to me that they must have said the same shit in 1772, fucking 1672. <laughs> you know, anytime there was some sort of election or whatever, anytime you, you, oh God, it was so funny to me. I wrote it in my journal. I was like, oh God, it's so perfect. Every year, every time, it's so funny. Oh man, interesting shit. Like the, um, like I like I don't know why I didn't know really much more about Susan B. Anthony than I did, but uh, it was interesting. It's so funny too. <laughs> why didn't you just call her Susan Anthony? Throw that B in there, bruh. <laughs> Susan B. Anthony, my fuck. <laughs> like FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, my fuck. It ain't no Frank Roosevelt, nook. <laughs> It's really funny that way. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. You feel me? It ain't Sam Jackson like it should be, right? Or like it could be. It should be. It could be anything. could call himself fucking Ducati if he wanted. <laughs> Just saying it because I'm staring at one. Um, anyway, back to the hood of things. Back to the hood of things. Back to the hood of things. American conservative. That was a James Howard uh, Kunstler's. Yeah. 
Oof, that, that had to suck when you were a kid. A uh, review of a book by Alex Krieger on America's cities. You blew it, Andrew Cuomo. Railroad age. Uh, residents fear aftershocks after uh, aftershocks more than cold after uh, turkey quake. Yeesh. No, they had like an earthquake in uh, like Puerto Rico or some shit too. I, I saw. Anyway, Saving the Nile from Al Jazeera. Oh, the last one was by uh, Agents uh, France uh, Press. Yeah, um, Julian Assange. Hmm. Belmarsh prison inmates. Oh, uh, Saving the Nile is by Al Jazeera. Uh, uh, Belmarsh prison inmates prove more ethical than entire Western Empire. Oof. That's from Caitlin uh, Johnston. She's a really good, or maybe it's John Stone, but you know, Johnston. I believe she's British. It, um, uh, she's a really interesting writer. She kind of falls in who she's next to. Funny. Glenn Greenwald. Does the law in Brazil even matter anymore? Question mark. Rolling Stone. Matt Taibbi. They're very, uh, they're sort of similar in a way. They're, they're you know, they're running down the same street. Speaking of people that are kind of like that, uh, Davy D from uh, KPFA, which I also was at for a while, uh, volunteered and did some stuff down there, yeah, call center type stuff for the um, when they uh, were doing their uh, what you call it, the fundraiser they have every year, and uh, it's a pleasure and a joy to be down there. I got to meet all those people, but Davy D got like the Bay Area's uh, Bay Area like black. Um, radio or something like that but uh like a lot of cool people were down there uh chuck d was down there um is it dj swan one of those cats that ended up blowing up and being big time and all that stuff but uh he was doing i, I, don't, know, I don't know if they still do it but like uh uh like the black agenda report uh down there and uh it was just cool meeting him and Meeting a bunch of people. That was that was when I was well and truly homeless in Oakland, and I needed like a place to fucking sit down for hours. And guess where I went? <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I found it, but uh, I ended up down there a lot and uh, got to know all the people down there, and they were really nice and yeah, answered phones and ate their fucking pastries and would take the rest with me and <laughs> take the rest with me. I just smash on that stuff. It's so weird. Anyway, how does shit go into a life, idiot? All right, uh, Syracistan. Uh, quote, it's a disaster for Europe to be so subservient to the U.S., unquote. Der Spiegel. No shit. Uh, interview with Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad uh, Javad Zarif. Australia apocalypse. 500 million has been donated for bush fire relief, but only a fraction has reached victims. Here's why. No shit. Uh, Business Insider hoisted from comments. So where the fuck is it? Like, when I was a young man, the idea of $500 million was bananas. People just throw that number around like it ain't shit no more. That is crazy. So crazy. Anyway. Um, how does a nation adapt to its own murder? New York Times. Uh, Richard Flanagan. One of Australia's finest novelists. 
uh, well, Jerry Lynn Schofield, the, uh, the, th- the third dog in this hunt on uh, naked capitalism, um, says she's read uh, five of his novels, each superb. Okay. Brexit still going on like a badass habit. More trade wars. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson to threaten U.S. EU with tariffs to speed up trade deals. Okay. International Business Times. Yet another instance where Bojo grossly, oh, Boris Johnson, uh, grossly overestimates his bargaining position. Yeah, they got nothing. The fuck? Just more racist assholes. And. <laughs> And it's that same monopolization shit. It's like, uh, you know, neoconservatism, whatever, neoliberalism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's all that shit stewed up. I'm like, shit, man. I remember like, my mother retired like in like 92 because like, they were closing the plant down and opened up like this uh, door for uh, people who had been there for X amount of years to retire early. My mother was like the first one. No, she was the second person on the waiting list. <laughs> the motherfucker who signed up first must have been filling out the form. Because she was literally number two. It was like, thank you very much. Good night and good luck. She was out of there, dog. <laughs> and, and that's like when like... Like, let's say like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, right? That's really cool. My father would be making maybe even more because he was a supervisor the GM and uh when they had back in the day when like they were trying to put blacks in positions of like supervisor positions and stuff or just like in the plant and uh like I don't know if he had worked his way up or they like sort of pushed him up there because of you know he's a damn good worker he's fucking dependable and loyal and cool disposition and you know he's a good man uh sort of Basically, eh, fuck it. Nobody's perfect, but um, yeah. So when I see that number, like five hundred bill- million dollars, or motherfuckers got a tree, like, <laughs> I think when people say like they're a billionaire, well, first off, they just stole that shit because nobody earns a billion dollars. Nobody's ever earned a billion dollars. That's because it's too much money. A billion dollars. I remember when Bill Gates got that billion dollars and I was like, oh shit. Because a million dollars is a crazy amount of money. Like I had I had the good fortune of having like twenty G's like just sort of sitting aside and like I felt like the king of fucking Scotland. <laughs> king. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh God, because that's Edie. I mean, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like, I just felt like king shit. Couldn't tell me shit. I do whatever I like, you know. Like I go whatever I want. I could do whatever I want. It was it was a feeling of freedom that was just like wow. That's twenty G's. The idea of a million dollars is bananas. It let alone nine hundred and ninety nine of them. Tap one more into that bitch, and you got a fuck you amount of money. Like that's crazy. Fuck. Like I like what the fuck. Like that asshole's uh, running uh, Bloomberg. Ugh, is running for president, and just he ain't even raising money. He's just spending out his billions that he's got. It's all phony anyway. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. 
just that number just just that's wild to me <clears throat> okay yeah but the idea of Brexit get the fuck out of here U.S. Treasury Chief warns uh, Javid to uh, shelf plans uh, for big tech uh, for big tech firm tax oh Okay, U.S. Treasury Treasury Chief warns Javid to uh, Javid Javid to shelf plans for big tech firm tax guardian. See, that's that type of shit I'm talking about. Well, first off, it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. The U.S. Treasury Chief's going to take that position because of the way that we have our shit set up. But um, I was talking to my mother the other day about this, where you know where they say because I can't think of any other saying for it, like a, ble- a, a blessing in disguise, you know, where you think like you fucked up, but it's actually a good thing in the end. I honestly think as much as he is a shithead, I don't know. I should never have to like this. I feel like the same way I had to do when I was like, I don't like Obama. Like I like that there's a black person as a president yes like i always had to fucking like either i didn't have to but i decided to like for people's feelings generally like i don't know why but i was like i i just shut the fuck up and just let these people talk about the neatness and whatever the fuck it is and you know how well spoken he is or whatever the fuck and i was just like his policies are awful. It's the same awful shit I've been seeing since like the damn like at least the early mid nineties of like a world is going to hell in a handbasket. None of my friends give a fuck about any of it. <laughs> they seem to think that the world does not exist beyond like their idea of what this world is, which is fucked. And they don't give a fuck. And that's exactly how we ended up here. I was talking about, like, climate. I was talking about consolidation of business. <laughs> like, it's not good <laughs> to have everything. And, like, it just thinking about it, like, maybe it was the years of Boy Scouts. And so why am I whispering? It's like, but it really, it's like, just, like, I just in basics of like fuck econ 101 like not even that tough like high school like economics social fucking economics shit it should be fairly easy to be like just on a common sense level like don't put all your eggs in one basket type shit you know like basic bullshit you would think just by dint of logic, it's like, it's not a good thing to have everything in one place because if something goes wrong, then you're fucked. Right? And who the fuck has all the eggs in the basket? It's like that wonderful saying, who watches the Watchmen? Right? I always thought that was one of the coolest slogans ever, man. Right? Because it makes so much sense. Like, well, like, like that's my, ugh. Like, you know, like all these people, like, so I didn't like that Matrix. I was like, it's so, what, duh. Fight Club, duh. I grew up around the motherfuckers, man, in the trailer park. I know these assholes. <laughs> I grew up in fucking small town Michigan, man. Fuck you. I know all those shits. And, you know, there were five colleges in that town. Yeah, I know. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
If you're not teaching people anything, nothing good's gonna come of it. Nothing, nothing of value. Worth a shit. They won't even get fired. Too busy fucking jerking off. Anyway. Like, I like video games as much, if not more, than the next motherfucker. But, like, I still had time to, like, I don't know. I'm interested in, in my world, in our world, in the world. So, you know, maybe some people, I guess everybody's got to be sort of interested or else they wouldn't be here. You know, if you're not interested in anything, generally you just end up drifting off. So, you know, you know, I fundamentally reject the idea that there's people out there that aren't interested in anything. They just haven't been, the word isn't really persuaded, but, but like enticed or shown the value of different positions and different ideas and shit. I don't know. What am I talking about? I'm just rambling. Anyway. But, uh, oh, yeah, that was all to say because I was prefacing that I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I should have to preface that I don't like Donald Trump. I've never liked him since the 80s. So, <laughs> not really new on this, you know, the woke, you know, me too, all that bullshit. No, like, I, we done been <clears throat> not liking each other. He, he, you know what? He looks and acts like David Augusta. If, if he was, br if if David Augusta had a lot of money, he'd be like Donald. He would have been like Donald Trump, except worse because he was physically intimidating, unlike fucking Donald. But I think it's a good thing he was elected. Well, he was walk. You know, like he was gatekeepered into the presidency. You know, because once again, lost the popular vote by three million votes. We get it. But if we did, we would have had like another Obama and people would just rest on their laurels. Even as the world, because the world's been burning. At least I'll be kind, rewind and say 25 years, you know, but like it's been a lot longer than that. Like I remember back in the day, my old deodorant would be cold and motherfucker. You'd put it on your arm because they had that CFCs. C yes, yes, CFCs in the motherfucker. And they found that China, by the way, lately has been using, I don't know, they say the past few decades have been still using, like, they just call it, like, HCs. But it's still, like, CFCs and shit. It's just a different word for it. Like, you motherfucks. And, like, it causing a hole in the atmosphere which is like what makes the like especially the arctic ice melt really fast which is awful like if you've ever tried to like keep ice in a cooler it's always good to pour the water off because it's not as if that keeps the fucking thing cooler it just is melting the ice it's so i wasn't even that good at science really like i was interested in it. I was like, it just gets it gets too in the weeds for me the, the technical stuff, but like, I'm fairly sure <laughs> if you have an ice cube sort of resting in air and an ice cube resting in water, the ice cube in the water will melt before the one in the air. There you go. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, if, like I said, it's real basic ass shit it's nothing even like special it takes no special education to think about this stuff or to 
So, anyway. Plus, having all those jobs with all these different people, you know, over the years, it's just like, man, you know, the, I, know I met a lot of different types of people and shit over the years, and um, I just, I don't know, something about, I was thinking about intimidation and stuff like that um, today, or for a while lately, laying in bed and stuff. And I was thinking about, um, like, I don't really, sometimes, well, like, feeling out of place is one thing, and <clears throat> but feeling, like, intimidated by it is, for me, like, a kind of a separate pile. Like, it's similar, but way different, at least to me, because, like, I was thinking about it in the context of comedy, right? Like, the only thing, because the one nice thing is people don't, when you're doing comedy, generally, not to be an asshole, but not a lot of people are actually listening to what the fuck you got to say, you know? So, like, or, and they certainly won't remember it, you know, because they're busy, like, fucking around and stuff. General, This is all general, broad generalizations. But, like, you know, so... I never really thought or think about it that much, but, uh, so, like, the idea, like, I don't give a fuck if I impress you or not, like, one of the things I always used to say when I was young, it's like, and still, to this day, it's like, people ask you to describe yourself, like, you know, some people be like, I'm a black man, right, you know, and all that shit, <laughs> I was like, I'm just George, I'm gonna get technical, I'm an American, that's it that's all man so like that's all i'm working with <laughs> you know like I, I don't put much like that's all that all that eggs in one basket type mentality you know like to me at least that you know i'm a black man you know you know, I'm a, you know this that america all that type of shit like it's all good man you know i i'm fiercely loyal to the things that i love but the things I don't love, that shit, I don't give a fuck. So, like, that goes in that intimidation thing. So, like, I don't, especially if I don't know you, I don't, fuck do I give a fuck? I'm a grown motherfucker. You better, better ask somebody. <laughs> I got no time. And, like, I got no stakes. I will out of here, B. Don't care. Did, just ditch. Bye did that shit when I moved to California it's all that stuff I had all the stuff when I closed my store I had all that stuff I just gave it away just here take it take it take it take it take it take it just go I just want it out of my hair so I've been doing the past like week just cleaning my place up I can't wait to like I want to wash the walls but I'm still like I got like a lot of the big 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 shit done like now it's sort of like like going through these tubs like basically let's say the left half of my room is like done like besides the walls and then like and that little uh uh cabinet where i like uh uh what do you uh, you're like uh, it's not a pantry it's like what the fuck 
like behind the mirror in a bathroom, you know, and got all your shit in there. Like that thing, I just, I want to take all the shelves out and just kind of scrub them up real quick and then put them back in. Take like 10 minutes. So I got to just do that. But, you know, either way, I like, I, I'm really into liking, it's, it's, and it's, it's simply a coincidence that it's happened around the new year. Like this shit could have happened. I wish it, shit, if I hadn't been feeling so bad, I, I wish I'd have done this like last year, June. But just that whole year was just out of, just OOC, out of control. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, so yeah, I think it's a good thing that he was pres- is, is president because people are activated and they haven't been activated basically my entire life. Like, there's always been small pockets of activated people certainly there wouldn't be a kpfa hell there wouldn't be a mini radio if there weren't like activated people like long-term people that's been doing it but um yeah uh yeah i don't know you know like, even my close friends weren't even that activated. Like, I was thinking about, like, the people I used to play D&D with. I'm like, they're smart fuckers, right? I ain't gonna give a shit. And you know what? I enjoy just hanging out. I, like, once again, I like hanging out just as much as, I believe, as much as anybody else. But, um, in fact, like, I, I, I actually like clubs and shit. It's just they're so damn expensive. Like, I just never go. Fuck you. I'm not. I will. (laughs) Unless it's like a movie or something. It's a rare beast to get my bitch ass to pay you money to walk in the door. Blah. Mm. 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 Okay. You know, it's that's some rare shit for me. I just don't. I, I get it. But I it better be something cool as fuck. Like off top going in like. You know, like, uh, what I, like, the first year I lived here, uh, first couple years I lived here, I had a, uh, a yearly pass to the Walt Disney Museum, which I still found really cool, and, like, they'd send me, you know, a little, uh, thing every month, uh, what's going on at the Disney Museum and all this stuff, and saw some really cool stuff, took my, in fact, the first time I, uh, my family came to visit me, that, that was one of the first places I took them was to the Presidio, and the, um, the Walt Disney uh, Museum because I had, you know, free passes and shit. And, uh, you know, it's nothing, especially up anybody's out. Not even mine. Like, I just like animation and stuff, you know. But they 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 had such a beautiful, like, that in the, like, the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Like, that early stuff of theirs is really interesting. Or really pretty looking. So, I don't know. I don't know why I got it. But I got one. And, uh, anyway... You know, I like that stuff. And that shit about woke. That is so gross. It's so fucking classic. Wait, white folk. <laughs> my mother would say white folk shit. <laughs> you know, I swear. That's a white folk shit for real. I'm woke. Nigga, people been saying woke since like the... Okay, never mind. <laughs> you know... And I'm not even sure you're saying exactly what the, what the shit means. Anyway, that's one nice thing too about uh, where the radio station is. 
it's in a damn cool little neighborhood. Anyway, in the heart of the mission. Uh, it's like nice out. Just fucking families walking around with like, you know, walking their pets, walking with their kids, riding bikes. Traffic's not awful. It's cool. 21st in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um. Anyway. But yeah, so activated people, though, even if they do come up with the corniest name for the shit, you know, I'm, I'd rather see people engaged in their world than just buying shit just to fucking plug some weird hole they have in their life, you know. Anyway, that's neither nor there. <laughs> I'll write that shit down. <laughs> anyway, uh... Made me think of a person I knew that had just this immense record collection. And, like, a couple people like that. Because that, I ended up working in record stores for a lot of years. And just, I really liked it. Um, but, always, you know, makes you wonder. Like, I had a hell of a lot of records, too. But, I was wondering, like, if I was trying to fill something or not. But, no, I just really like music and stuff. But, anyway... The only way to get it was to get it. So I had it. And I had access. Man, I was just looking at this copy of uh, Enter the Dragon. I got the vinyl uh, Enter the Dragon, right? And it's just so pretty. I just love looking at the cover. Anyway. Uh, farewell, Europe. The long road to Brexit. It's also from The Guardian. That is so crazy to me. But it makes sense. The British, they're weird. Brexit, a manifesto for peace. Okay. EUreferendum.com. Greenfeld Tower Inquir in Inquiry member uh, Benita Mira resigns BBC. Good. And the Grenfell Tower. That's fucked up. Uh, that was like in London. A goddamn, uh, like, um, like a it's like an apartment complex, you know, where uh, you know poor people live, basically, kind of like where I live, sort of like it just caught on fire and people couldn't get out and it was all fucked up and like people were blaming left and right and it was just all fucked up. Anyway, Grenfell Tower, look it up. Uh, Imperial Collapse Watch uh, analysis: the Pentagon has a credibility problem and it's only getting worse. That's from Roll Call. No shit. Um, the Pentagon? Credibility? No shit. Really? Man, wow. Oh, man. Anyway. Um, impeachment. Trump impeachment. Half-empty half spectator uh, gallery puzzles senators. Nobody gives a fuck. That's from the New York Post. Which, of course, I'm going to say that shit like that. But um, there's... There's nothing to it. He didn't do anything different than any other fucking president does. He leverages his position to try to get something from somebody else. That's like... If you can't do that, you might as well fucking pull that position out. <laughs> right? Because that's, that's a big part of his gig. Is to like try to cut deals and make shit like work for the country. Like that's the idea. And the idea that, like, uh, and it, uh, 
look, I don't know if everything he did was fucking kosher, but I'm sure as fuck is not like an impeachable offense. There is, so, you know what? I, maybe that's what part of what it is. People are like, there are so many real things going on in this world. I don't give a fuck. Maybe he does. Maybe he don't. Who gives a fuck, right? Anyway. What if it was Obama on trial, New York Times? <laughs> I can guess what. <laughs> it would be, it, that motherfucking shit would be on top of every news story. <laughs> you couldn't look left or right without that shit. There'd be a whole lot of niggas being called. There'd probably be some churches getting bombed. Like, it would be some awful shit. Of course, this nigga ain't shit. We wouldn't never see another nigga elected ever. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Oh, God. Nick Kristoff. He goes, some good questions, though I disagree with some of this. No shit. New York Times, they stink, too. They've been stinking since I was a kid, basically. Uh, scholar. Impeachments, twisted takeaways for Trump. She put more fucking T's in there. Uh, Capital in Maine. Pretty good little website. Impeachment. Democrats undoing 2016 election, say Trump lawyers. BBC. It is going to fuck up. Anyway. Uh, Treble each. All right. Um, Trump's impeachment puts the Senate on trial. New York Magazine. I think Frank Rich should, uh, should have stuck to theater reviews. <laughs> I'm including this for the final paragraph. Everyone is finally fed up with the Clintons. <laughs> when you lost Frank Rich, <laughs> will none of her posse enlighten her? HRC, please go away. Yeesh. I mold, ooh, reviewing the new Hulu documentary. My torture would be to your benefit, dear readers. I'm relieved to see it doesn't start streaming till 6th of March. Uh, which, uh, by which time, it'll be stale news. Glad to touch that particular bullet. As from other reviews I've seen from people who've seen screenings at the Sundance Film Festival or otherwise gained access, I think I'd find the smug self-regard of HRC and her cronies hard going. No shit. Let's not even go down that dumb road. But, yeah, they're really... Pushing their fucking Epstein type power and shit to turn. Oof, that sounded kind of weird. <laughs> but <laughs> their their particular brand of behind the scenes power, they are pushing the dog shit out of fucking capitalism's ass to try to keep that motherfucker Bernie Sanders from becoming any type, not even nominated to be the nominee. Like, they want that, like, give me that middle of the road, suck their corporate dicks, fucking ass, money, so bad. Ugh, it's just sad. It's like, I used, I, I used to sort of get angry, but I've always, at the end of the day, just found it just really sad. Because of all of, like, there's so much possibility in this, the idea of the country, and, like, it's just so kind of bummery to... Just to see it just sort of be shit on. Anyway. Or Ben being shit on probably since the beginning. So there's no fucking... But it's like to never want to ever try to be better, really. Like, it's been in fit start fits and starts, you know? Go! Anyway. Class warfare. 
Banks are handing out beefed up credit lines no one asked for. <laughs> Bloomberg. Uh, crass, crass, class struggle uh, built the Finnish welfare state. There you go. They got it hooked up over there, B. <laughs> but they're really fucked up. Uh, no. <laughs> Can we come in? No. You got it. Like, their immigration is hard as a motherfucker. All right. Um, class. Anyway, that's uh, Jacobin. It's kind of an odd. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, Italy's answer to populism. Hmm. Reselic. Uh, might have to come back to that. Hmm. The greatest threat to the prison industrial complex <clears throat> by Toothdig. That should be interesting. It's funny. I just read the headlines here because you could go to the website. <sighs> hmm. Excuse me. Sorry. My sleeping schedule's all out the window. But, um, like, I always try to remember to go back to some of these things and sort of fill in, like, when I'm done reading the headlines, but I almost never do when I'm here. Usually, by this time, Wu-Stain showed up, you know, got his bottle of wine, and uh, we'll review that and enjoy it and stuff, but just whatever. I never get around to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if I stop doing these stupid side stories, maybe next week. Maybe next week. Healthcare insurance lobby talking points still come with warning labels. <laughs> no shit. Ugh. Hey, that shit's awful for people. I feel so lucky and happy to be living in San Francisco, where I can get my goddamn all of, and being poor in San Francisco. Healthy San Francisco is the shit. Period. I've been to the hospital so much this last year. I I would be in crushing debt, crushing debt right now, and I am free as a bird because the hospital was free, the stay was free, the motherfucking pills, the aftercare was free, and I think even there's like, you get like a couple free dentist wops in like a year, like every, like to every six months or whatever you get like you know like all kinds of cool fucking bennies for that stuff man like thank goodness for them man oof I don't know what I would have done I probably would end up having to move back or something or something I don't know what I would have been so lost or never gone to the hospital ever heesh Okay. Ooh, this guy's cool. Mark Ames. Mark Ames exiled. Uh, Craig Timber. Co- oh, this is 2020. Uh, and the last one brought to you by Fair, um, which is awesome. They are awesome. Uh, Craig Timber, co-author of this uh, Bezos Post hit piece implying Sanders supporters are Russian agents, is the same hack who promoted the proper not blacklist of U.S. journalists in 2016. So outrageous and vile, even his own editors had to walk it back some. Editors note. Let's see. Editors note. uh, The Washington Post. This is a Twitter feed thing. So, you know, tiny little writing. Uh, on November 24th, published a story on the work of four sets of researchers who have examined what they say are Russian propaganda efforts to undermine American democracy and interests. People are so fucking crazy. The idea that people think that shit is like... Anyway. Um, 
One of them was Proper Not, a group that insists on public anonymity, which issued a report identifying more than 200 websites that, in its view, wittingly or unwittingly, published or echoed Russian propaganda. A number of those sites have objected to being included on Prop or Not's list, and some of the sites, as well as others on the others not on the list, have publicly challenged the group's methodology and conclusions. The Post, which did not name any of the sites, does not vouch, itself vouch for the validity of Proper Not's findings regarding any an individual media outlet nor did the article purport to do so. Since publication of the post stories, Proper Not has removed some of the sites from its list. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. People are fucked. It, like, people are so, have their heads so far up their own ass. And like... Anyway. Why Hillary Clinton is the world's greatest gift to Republicans. New York Post, because they're the same. Bernie Sanders isn't a democratic socialist. He's an all-out Marxist. <laughs> Washington Examiner. God, that's like the San Francisco Examiner. This is too funny. <laughs> it's so funny. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Um, I, was re- yeah I was reading something. I think it was in The Hollywood Reporter. And I like The Hollywood Reporter, even though it's sort of crap. It's still, it's very, it's, it's, because I like movies and shit, so whatever. And, um... It was like, and people didn't support Clinton, like these far left uh, Democrats. <laughs> you don't have to be that far left to just want like basic human services and shit. And like, you know, let's not destroy like the city centers and shit and like local businesses and shit. If that's far left, we're fucked. That's what I always thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> I consider like far, far left is like, like would be like legit communism like you know it's a state you know like fuck that (laughs) you know like socialism that's like what fdr did people still look back on that as a bad thing (laughs) distribution of wealth like you know like not having this top heavy fucking horseshit society Okay, that's far, far left. Okay, guy, you know, that's why I know you're full of shit. All right, uh, just go ahead. Let's do this. <laughs> Democratic presidential contender Pete Buttigieg takes on protester. Oh, just go ahead. Let's do this. <laughs> President, Democratic presidential contender Pete Buttigieg uh, takes on protester Chicago fundraiser, Chicago Tribune. Dude, I guess that guy was the uh, mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana. I used to work in Elkhart, South Bend, putting fucking bags on doors and abandoned doors for uh, 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 trailer homes and homes and shit. And shoving this thing back at the end of the motherfucking uh, 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 warehouse. Be Just me and a bunch of Spanish dudes. I'd do cocaine and shit and just push these motherfucking doors. Bruh, that town stinks and it's so fucking racist. It's so weird, man. Like, 15 minutes outside of that city, people talk like this sort of accent. It's kind of a regular sort of Midwest, Eastern kind of accent, kind of nasally. 15 minutes south, hey, y'all. 
all that like country ass. Like even like some of my older family members, because uh, they they're in that southern part of Michigan, sort of. They have a little southern twang in their voice, but not like that. Holy, it, it's it's like, hey man, like I, boy, I, I I don't know what to tell you. What the fuck? It's it's like a literal like the state line. Like, anyway, South Bend, fucking Notre Dame, racist ass, motherfucking shit ass. Hey man, I'm I'm Irish man, part Irish, fucking hey. But Jesus Christ, fuck him. Ugh. What's he gonna do? Get in a fight with a motherfucker? Go to protesters? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Oof. And you know what? This is sad too. Like, I used to like Elizabeth Warren. She's all fucked now, man. Well, nah, she's been fucked. She was fucked when, like, Obama was, like, kind of in there and shit. I was like, I don't know. Like, because. Like my man Kumo D would say, ain't no half stepping. And she's a half stepping ass motherfucker. So, what you gonna do? That's why I like AOC. Like, put her in there as vice, motherfucker. It's like anything. You got to crawl before you walk, dog. And by the time she would be old enough to be, she, I don't know, she'd probably be old enough to actually be the motherfucking president. Anyway, let's just keep on going. God damn it, now I'm finally getting cold in here. It's always cold in this goddamn studio. Anyway. Uh. Endorsement. Elizabeth Warren will push an unequal America in the right direction. The Iowa Des Moines Register. I'm telling you, everybody's ganging up. Suing Hillary Clinton. Tulsi Gabbard stands up to the Russiagate smear machine. Good job, Tulsi. That's cool, man. Fuck that bitch. Uh, The only one I didn't want her to pick in secret recording trump admits fear of clinton picking sanders as vp in 2016 there you go yeah because he'd fucking dust your bitch ass because he's anyway like i gotta fucking mention he's full of shit it's fairly obvious in a do- india in a documentary happy 70th india <laughs> i don't know where rastamama doubt is but <laughs> probably like Saudi wealth or some shit so we had all that money back in the early 80s um, <laughs> I have no idea I've ne- I never asked them but it was the first place I ever saw fucking rice noodles like fried up like in the pan and like open up like that it was the coolest thing ever and they were so good anyway in a documentary on the British view of India before freedom the empire strikes back scroll um push through these now (laughs) tired of my own voice almost uh uh, the constitution has always inspired india to uh inspired indians to question power and demand their rights indian express that's a weird fucking country over there man i got this really crazy picture of uh either china or india but all these motherfuckers i think it's india all these motherfuckers on this train they're on top of the train they're on like any piece of the train you could stick a human body these motherfuckers are on it because they were all on this pilgrimage that they do like once a year type shit so fucking wild anyway so so many goddamn people over there like i was looking at this picture or a set of pictures like in china they have like some ridiculous 
amount of cities with like over like like mil with millions of people in it. Like there was this overhead shot of the street in like India, where like it, it was just so fucked up. There was just so many goddamn people. Like, like I moved out of small town to move to a bigger city, but it's sort of like the small town of the big cities in America in a way because it's geographically cut off. You can't keep pushing out and out and out. You know, there's an ocean there. The bay is on the other side of that ocean. You know, like there's only so much you can put in until you go like up, you know, and but you know, like I lived in Oakland, Oakland, like Oakland's like Kalamazoo where if you Kalamazoo has portage also, but like, but they consider themselves different cities. But in reality, if you were just walking, you wouldn't know when you cross from one into the other. Same with uh, Oakland and like Berkeley and Oakland, you know, or even you could even say the same with San Francisco if you're talking about pushing southward. You know, because, you know, you got your daily cities and all that shit down there and whatever. But, you know, anyway, whatever. But there's so many fucking people there. Like, I, oh, my God. I, just, I don't even know how you handle that many fucking people in any capacity. It's, it's amazing to me. Anyway, uh, it blows my mind. Um economist comma soros uh, has hindu nation nationalism increased global criticism of india or bad economy the print oh my brain just can't think of words anymore there it is colon that's the word i was like like what are those two dots <laughs> like i haven't read my whole life before. Like sometimes, man, just words like I guess it too. I like I had this thing I'd stay up all night. Elkhart and uh, South Bend are like uh, that Kalamazoo thing too, or like Oakland and shit. All right, uh, complicit in Modi's Hindu nationalist agenda, Quantra. Modi's nationalism makes a bad economy. Protesters say Bloomberg. China, Wuhan leaders blame for spread of China coronavirus as hospitals beg for supplies, death toll rises, SCMP, um, I think that's the South China, something like that, um, China coronavirus is accelerating, G uh, Xi Jinping warns from the BBC, uh, Hong Kong declares emergency alert over coronavirus, Asia Times, and inside the horrific, inhumane animal markets behind pandemics like coronavirus. Oh, no shit, it's from the food supply. Not surprised. You know what's really weird? A lot of stuff. Okay, anyway, Waste Watch, China. I've just got one word for you. Plastics. <laughs> Asia Times. Uh, or for those of you who missed the news from last weekend, China to ban single-use plastics, which is pretty neat. Still not going to do enough or shit, really, in the end of... <laughs> while they're still pumping fucking C CFCs into the sky. Oh, hey, 
keep the landfills clean. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, Trump transition. I love that they still call it that because he still, I think, doesn't have, like, a full cabinet and shit. Um, worse all path. Spouses of, ooh, of H-1B workers tensely await their fate to work in the U.S. Yeesh. Or in U.S. Economic Times. And the antidote du jour, it looks like an eagle of some type. Oh, I did it. Gosh darn it. Anyway. Econed. That's a good thing. Boy, oh boy. Isn't that crazy? Big world, huh? That's just such a small little sliver of it. That's why I like reading The Hollywood Reporter. You know, I can't just read this type of shit all day. God, drive me crazy. Could you imagine? The coronavirus. This is like, I saw something called like Verda Black or something like that. Venda Black. Can't remember the name right now. But it's like, it's literally the uh, that shit from uh, Spinal Tap. None more black. Well, I guess I've never seen it in reality, but I guess it's it's such a thing where if you like it absorbs light like a black hole, like like there's there's a couple of cars. I think there's like a BMW and something else that is like um painted in this color and in fact when they painted the car they had to like uh switch it up just enough so that like like point zero zero one it's like uh uh percent of a uh of a like a degree on how full i think it's called venta black and um it absorbs light so basically so if you it like shit like in at night the shit would like turn invisible like if the it would just be like a floating pair of headlights and shit like whoa it's like nanotechnology shit for like it's so wild man like what the fuck anyway like i said before um i was thinking of a different song to uh intro Maybe this year, but I don't think I will. But I want to play it for you because um, I love this song. Uh, let me cue it up here real quick. I'm not gonna. I was gonna walk with the mic, but I'm like, fuck all that. You'll just have to hear me in the distance. Waiting. That's weird. I haven't heard shit from Bat Midler in a long time. Anyway. Um, See if I can remember how to do all the little things. Let me pause. Bring this back up. All right. It's by one of my favorite little ditties by Strafe. Set it off. Go. Let's see here. Let me circle around.
Here we go.
these things just took over me. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or, if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 5834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun!
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I can tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area.